0: God's word, word. not Pastor Rebben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. be, And I will have what it says I can have. have Today, today, I will hear the word of God. I I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive, my My ears are open, open. and I better not go to sleep. sleep. I'll never be the same, same. in Jesus' name, name. Amen. amen. Father, thank you for this word today. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that's here to take the Logos word and make it into the Rhema word. And as I submit to you, I thank you for being able to touch everyone's heart that's in this room. And I pray, God, that what is said will not only be life-changing, but it will change their lives. And I give you glory and honor and praise, and I decrease now so the anointing of God and the Holy Spirit that's in my heart will be able to use me as a vessel in Jesus' name. amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. I am going to teach you this morning by sitting down because I need to talk to my singles. Just touch your neighbor and say, I'm getting nervous. We're in a series entitled Thrive or Survive. Just look at someone and say, Thrive or Survive. And the goal of this series is to address each relationship status, whether you're married or single, specifically, And we have a service designed just for you. So if you're visiting us today, this service right here are full of single people. Now, if you're married and you accidentally came and you're visiting, then next week you can come to our 9 o'clock service and we'll be ministering to our couples. But you know what? I would still stay because I believe uh, when you see some of the struggles of the single people, you won't want to be single no more. Last week, our title was, What Are You Drinking? And the purpose was to help our single see that Christ is the living source of living water. Can you say amen to that? So if you're taking notes today, our lesson title is, I Want It Now. Now, just look at the person next to you and say, I want it right now. Now, see, you're probably thinking, well, what is it? It is whatever you want it to be. If your it is a husband, then you want it right now. If your it is a wife, maybe so. If your it is a car, because some of y'all may need a car. Your it may be a job. But regardless of what your it is, I'm going to tell you how you can get it now. Look at your neighbor and say, I didn't know I was going to get married today. (laughs) No, I can change your relationship status right now. Right now, I can. Just look, look at the person next to you if they are the opposite sex and say, will you marry me? Just do it. <laughs> do it. Did you get a yes? Didn't get no yes? Maybe you need to use some Listerine next time or something. I, don't know. I want you to find Psalm, uh, Psalm thirty-seven, Psalm 37. And then we're going to look in verses 4 and 5. That was Psalm 30, 37. And we're going to look in verses 4, 5. And then I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32. And uh, before I get started, I want to give you Pastor Eben's top 10 sarcastic reasons of why you still might be single. Okay? These are my top 10 sarcastic reasons of why you may still be single. Here's number one. You are so negative that if you got married right now, you would divorce yourself. Number two, you are so needy that if you got married, you would be arrested by the police for suffocating your spouse. Number three, now somebody's got some truth to it. Number three, you keep your house so junky that if you got married, your spouse would find your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend lost in the pile of clutter. Number four, your finances, your money is so out of order that anyone you date has to file for bankruptcy after going out with you. (laughs) Number five, you're so desperate to get married that you are willing to buy your own wedding ring. I'm gonna let that one settle right there. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, your credit score is so low that the stores ask you for ID even when you pay cash. Here's one. Your kids are so bad that CPS has to babysit them when you go out on a date. (laughs) That's pretty bad, CPS. Here's another one. You're so religious that when you're on a date and it's time to say grace, you always have to speak in tongues. (laughs) That is religious right there, boy. Here's the last one. Well, here's another one. You have so many outstanding warrants that it looks like you're dating your police officer. (laughs) How many got some warrants in there? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. (laughs) Here's the last one. Your standards are so high, not even Jesus will qualify. (laughs) Now, look at your neighbor and say, I know he got to you on one of those. Just look at him. I want you to just say this with me. Say, I want, I want it now. We live in a microwave society. Everything can be done now. Everything has changed from when I grew up. I'm 49 years old, going on 50. The dating scene has changed. When you used to have to wait and meet people, now all you have to do is click and meet people. You don't have to wait on God now. All you have to do is wait on An email. Look at your neighbor and say, are you searching? Yeah. So I want to just show you what it means to get it now because sometimes when you get it now, now may not be what you need. So here's, I have three small points and then I have a couple of questions I'm going to get to. Here's the first point that I want to make today. Your desire is a delight away your it i don't care what your it is if your it is a man if your it is a woman whatever your it is if your it is finishing school without you know having to pay for whatever your it is i'm saying to you your desire your it is a delight away go to psalms 37 we're going to look in verse 4 and verse 5 it says what's the first word in that verse Delight. delight yourself also in who the Lord, and He, the Lord, shall give you the desires of what your heart. Verse five: Commit your way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He, the Lord, shall do what? Bring it to pass. Now, this this verse is interesting because it takes trusting in God for this verse to take place in your life. Notice it says. The first part is our responsibility. He says you have to delight yourself in the Lord. And the word delight there, watch this, means to be happy. And some of you all are not happy being single because you think it'll be better being married. Let me tell you something. I know two sad people that are married today. They were happy before they got married. So it means to be happy. It means to, watch this, this is good. It means to be soft and pliable. He's saying, delight yourself, be soft and pliable unto the Lord. And then he will give you the desires of your heart. Now the word, uh, go to Isaiah 58. Keep your hand here. We're going to come back. Go to Isaiah 58. Let me show you something about when you delight yourself in the Lord. See, this is something that I had to learn before I was married. I had to learn before I was married that I had to be happy single before I could be happy married. And I'll never forget, you know, the Lord, uh, one day, I had to keep making constant changes in my life as I grew spiritually. In other words, when you know more, you should do more, right? And I got to a point where uh, I realized that uh, I couldn't have sex outside of marriage uh, based on God's way. So I said, well, I didn't already taste the fruit. So... uh, I need to get married one day. Now, if you haven't ate the fruit of the tree, then you don't know. But when you eat the fruit thereof, then you know what's on the other side. And I, I, I had already looked on the other side. I said, okay, I can't stay on this side long, no too long, Lord. So I remember, you know, asking the Lord for a wife. And this is what he told me one day. He, says, he said, Evan, you want a princess, but you act like a frog. I was like what you mean? You know, I was like, remember that little? Uh, what's that? what's Lewis? What's not, not Lewis? What's the little Willis? No, what's the little short one name? Who? What's his name? I know. What was his? What was his stage name? What you talking about? You know that that guy? Well, y'all know that that guy right there. I was like, what you talking about, God? And God just started showing me where I would drive my wife crazy if I had one. He said, Edmund, you're going to have to change for you to get married one day. So I slowly had to change. Let me tell you one of the changes I had to make. I had to learn how how to deny the wrong to get the right. I had to deny Mrs. wrong to get Mrs. right. And see, when you're single, if you desire to get married, and everybody's desire here is not to get married, but but if it is, you got to learn how to say no to Mr. Wrong or Mrs. Wrong. Amen. Isaiah 58, look at verse 13. I'm going to read verse 13, uh, and then I'm going to skip down to verse 29. It says, if you will turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable and shall honor him not doing your own way listen to what he's saying now nor finding your own pleasure he says if if you will treat me very honorable and not do your way but to do my way he says not even speak your own words verse verse 14 then shall your delight then shall you delight yourself in the lord and watch what's going to happen And I, the Lord, will cause you to ride upon the high places of the what? Of the earth. And then when you skip down to verse 59, it says that the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, nor his ear too heavy where he cannot hear. I got to the point where I learned how to delight myself in the Lord. I didn't need to go out on a date to be fulfilled as a single. I didn't need to always be over somebody's house. Do you know that I spent most of my time as a single person in the Word? Come on now. When you get married, you're not going to have as much time now as you do right now. Look at your neighbor and say, did you read your Bible this week? No, I had to learn how to delight myself in the Lord. And the Word When it says he shall give, go back over the psalm. It says he shall give, it means he shall utter to you. He will permit and he will entrust unto you your desires. I, I noticed the word utter. He says he will utter to you the desires of your heart. In other words, there are some things that God wants for you as a single person that you don't even see you need. And he's saying, if you'll delight yourself, if you'll keep yourself soft and if you'll keep yourself pliable and if you'll keep yourself to him, he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to utter some things on the inside that's going to give you the desires of your heart. Can you say amen to that? Amen. And then this is what got me. The word desires means request or petition. See, here's the thing. Desire requires words. Everybody say desires. Desires requires words now watch this now and words require faith and faith requires works watch this and works require consistency I'm gonna say that again in order for God to give us the desires of our heart desires require words in other words when you desire something you say something amen if you like somebody you tell them right if you don't like somebody, do you tell them? Right. I mean, wouldn't you want somebody to tell you if you had a book in your nose? Wouldn't you want somebody to tell you that? How many have ever had a book in your nose and they didn't tell you? How many are even shocked that I'm saying this? No, It's real. In other words, we wish sometimes that people will say something. There are things that God wants to utter on the inside of us. And he says he will give us the desires of our heart. Desires require words. Words require faith. And faith require works. And works require, watch this, consistency. Go to Mark chapter 11. Go to Mark chapter 11 very quickly. Mark chapter 11. I learned that consistency was the key to my single life. I learned that consistency would be a blessing to me more than it would be a hindrance to me. Now let me finish my little TV story. For those of you who weren't listening and you weren't on the CD at this time, uh, Pastor Eben bought a 50 inch flat screen TV that only ran for 29 days. And because I neglected to call the company, uh, when the warranty was in effect, the television actually went out of warranty. That's my problem. I called up Best Buy, which I bought it from. They came out, they checked the, the TV And the TV was going to, the the part, just the part, was going to cost more than what the TV was worth. Well, how many know it doesn't make sense to buy another TV? Okay, but because I learned the power of consistency and because I understand who backs me, I'm not going to stop at the first no that I get. Just because I've asked God for something doesn't mean he's not doing it. See, some things require time. So I got on the phone and I called. The first person I got a hold of, most people on the first level, all they can do is apologize and say no. Uh, Mr. Connor, how may I help you? Uh, well, I have this TV and I know it's out of warranty. And they told me that the part was going to cost more than TV. So I'm just calling Samsung because I wanted to find out what you all can do for me. Well, let me check, Mr. Connor Now, this is after being on hold for 45 minutes. So how many know my flesh is already starting to go up? And you know what, what's about me, what makes my flesh go down? Because every time I talk to somebody on the phone, the first thing they do is ask you for your name and your email address. Well, my email address reminds me who I am. My email address is pastor at WOTFC.com. So I can't be upset while I'm talking to them because they're going to be like, aren't you a pastor? <laughs> so I got to the first level and they said, I'm, we are so sorry that you are experiencing that problem. And I said, well, uh, but we can't do anything about it. I say, but, but, but I know it's been two and a half years since I bought this TV, but it only ran for 29 days. We're so sorry, but we're, there's really nothing we can do because it's out of warranty. I said, well, let me, let me speak to your boss. How many know you have to go to the next level? I'm talking about consistency now. I went to the next level. Talk to them. And they gave me the same story. And, I, you know, and, and now my flesh is going up, and it comes back down. What's your email address? Uh, Pastor at WOTFC.com. Flesh come back down. Well, Mr. Connor, there's really nothing we can do. And I go over the same story with them. I said, but you know what? It only lasts for 29 days. That Samsung's better than that. I have a Samsung washer and a Samsung dryer. We're so sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. I said, well, let me speak to your boss. So then I get to the executive level. And this lady, she's really, she's, she's the hard-nosed person. And she apologized on the front. I'm so sorry that you're experiencing this, but there's nothing we can do about it. I said, ma'am, I, I, and so we go through this whole thing. So I, I let her know that I'm not going to stop. I'm, I'm going to show consistency because I know consistency is the key to my breakthrough. And I know that when I bought that TV, I bought that TV with blessed money because I gave my tithe and offering so the Lord is going to bless whatever I have left. And I said, Lord, I didn't get my time out of this TV. So I'm on the phone with Miss Executive and she gives me the whole story. She says, hey, we can't do nothing. I said, well, ma'am, uh, I am not going to stop. Who is the president of Samsung? Give me his name. And she says, well, I'm not authorized to tell you that. I said, ma'am, I can Google that. It's public information. Well, I just can't tell you that. I said, then what's your supervisor name then? Do you know that? <laughs> that that pastor is now changing from pastor to Asta. <laughs> the P is coming off. The P is coming off. So I was like, I was like, uh, so who's your boss? You, can you tell me that? And she was like, I said, listen, I don't want to hear no voicemail, and I don't want no callback. I've been on this phone an hour and 50 minutes right now, so I want to talk to a live person. So she said, well, hold on for a minute, and I'm going to hold for another, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And she comes back and she says, well, here's what we'll do, Mr. Connor. Uh, we'll pay for the part if you'll just pay for the labor." Well, that, that was only 160 bucks for the labor. How many know I got the desire of my heart? But how many know I had to be consistent? If you want to, let us if you want that, you want that consistency in your single walk. If you want the results of it, you have to be that. Can somebody say amen to that? Now go to Mark 11, real quick, Mark 11, because here's my my whole thing today with the singles. I think singles tend to use their faith for one thing and one thing only when faith should be a lifestyle for you. Watch this. Mark chapter 11. Look in verse 20. I'm going to start in verse 22. It says, And Jesus answering said unto them, did he say? Have faith in who? Now, Jesus said, Have faith in God. Now, if he says that, he's about to explain to them how to have faith. So then he says, verily I say unto you, whosoever, so guess what? Everybody qualifies. Whosoever shall what? Come on class. Shall say. So watch this now. In order for the desires of your heart, for you to get it and get it right now, you got to start with the petition. He says what things, he said, whatever you say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast to cast the sea, but shall believe those things. Well, it said, don't doubt in your heart. And then it says, but shall believe that those things which you say. So watch this now, listen. Here's the process of faith. He says, first you got to start with a petition. He says, but when you ask, you got to believe what you say. Do you see what he said? He says, and believe that those things which you say it shall come to pass. Notice he didn't say those things that you say. He said, "Saith." Which one is continual? Say, it. say it. And if you all spent the same amount of energy confessing God's best for your life, and confessing your yielding to God and confessing your living for God more than you did for that one thing, do you know that one thing would come? It gets to a point where you have to trust God. And and here's the the crust for, for you all today. As single people, you have to learn how to trust God while you're single. See, you won't know how God can come through until you've had to have him come through. See, how many want to get married? Let me see your hand if you want to get married one day. Okay, keep your hand up, keep your hand up. All right. Now, those of you, keep your hand up. Those of you who don't have your hand up, look at all the desperate people in the room. Look at them. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. He said, but shall believe the, the, the things that you say. So what is the it in your life? My question is, are you, have you said it? And do you believe it? Because once you believe it, guess what? You don't have to wrestle with it anymore. Once I know God has heard me about something, me saying it over and over is not to, watch this, It's not to convince him. It's to keep me in faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing what? It comes from hearing the word. Watch what it says. Therefore, I say unto you, here we go, what things, So ever you desire, when you pray, watch what happens, believe that you receive them and you what? What is your it today? Because if you believe, notice there's a process. He says if you believe you receive them, that's present tense. He said, well, pastor, how can I believe I receive now? That word believe, it means credit. In the Greek, okay? How many in here have a credit card? How many are over your balance? No, I'm just saying. No, think of a credit card. When you go into a store and you use that credit card and you swipe it to purchase an item, the next thing they do is to give you a pen and what else? A receipt to do what? to sign it as an agreement that you are going to pay them. Even though you haven't paid them yet, it's a promissory note that you will pay them. It is a credit transaction. So watch this. They give you the receipt and you walk out of the store and even if the buzzer goes off, hopefully you won't run. (laughs) Because you know on the inside, you pay for the item. That's what the word believe means. It means as if you have already swiped it because they don't wait till you pay for it to give you the item. You walk out with it. When he says believe you receive, he's saying walk out of prayer with what you ask for. Now, the only reason after that point, you don't have to pray no more. Let me just give you the steps right here. You just, you, is you. He said, what things over you desire? So you have to desire. What's a desire? It means a petition or request. I ask God for whatever it is. And then you know what? After I ask God, I have to believe what I said. Now, if I believe what I say, I don't have to go around and go, God, did you hear me? Uh, I don't, no, no, I don't even have to ask him no more. If I really believe he heard me the first time, uh, 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 let's see here. Uh, Pastor Jake, come in for a second. That's okay. I changed my mind. You have a seat very quick. No, 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 just, come on, come on, come on, I'm sorry, go back sit back down. See how powerful, see how powerful my words were? Now, I knew the first time, and I believed the first time when I asked him, he would come. I don't have to ask him five times, I knew the first time he was going to come. And it's not because of who I am. It's because I know I have a relationship with him that he would trust me to come. And when you're wanting something from God, when you really trust him, you will know he will come through with what you're asking for. Now, the only reason you continue to say it, which is what we call a confession, is so that, watch this, you say it until you believe it. Notice he says, shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which you say. See, what keeps doubt out of your heart is when the the thing that you desire comes out of your mouth. And once you believe it, you don't even have to say it no more. Let me tell you something. This is so real. I'm trying to help you all because uh, when you live a life of faith as a single person, when you get married, uh, the storms of life will not separate you from your spouse. And even if you don't want to get married, that's fine. I use my faith all the time. My wife and I first got married. And uh, my wife, we had, we had this, uh, this car that we bought. And it was I forgot what year it was. And uh, my wife was bringing me my lunch. I walked, I walked up the street. I used to sell cars. And she was bringing my lunch. Sweet wife bringing my lunch. And she had the lunch in the seat. And when she turned out of the parking lot... The, the the food slid out of the seat, and so when she gr- went to grab it, her arm on the steering wheel went to the right, and she ended up putting it in the ditch, and it and it totaled a car. So we needed another car. And I, well, I worked at a car lot, and I saw this car come in that I really liked. I went and got home, you know, because I drove a uh, car from the. Lot, so I had a car. So I went home, got my wife, showed her this car. And so I said, baby, you like this car? She said, I like this car. And so, you know what we did? I put my hands on the car. I said, Father, in Jesus' name, this is my car, and I thank you for it now. And so from the rest of the time, I didn't ask God for it no more. I just began to thank Him Lord, thank you for that car. And, and, and then uh, we, we saw, and somebody tried to come and buy the car before we got to it. And uh, went through the whole thing. They drove the car, went home, came back with the car. Something happened with their credit. They couldn't qualify for it. So then, my wife and I, we was like, okay, we, we got all our stuff ready and then a better car came along. We was like, no, we don't want that car now. We want this car. <laughs> so we, we got this car over here and this car over here that we laid our hands on and claimed, that car believed it belonged to us. <laughs> no, 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 y'all, 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 y'all didn't read that. No, no, look at verse 23. It said, verily, I say unto you that whosoever shall say to the mountain, it's up to you to say it. That car believed it belonged to me. And two other people took that car, went through finance, took it home and brought it back. Two other times. And finally, the Lord said, Evan, would you release that car so somebody can buy it? My faith, our faith was on that car. And just like our faith worked on that car, your faith can work in your life. You don't need a spouse, a husband, or a wife for your faith to work. Listen, you want your faith to work right now. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. Now, here's the thing. Let me just keep reading because this is a big hindrance for some of you all in the room. He says, therefore, I say unto you, verse 24, what things soever you desire, when you pray, notice you're supposed to do something. When you have a desire, you need to pray. Then you need to believe you receive it and then you shall have it. In other words, sometimes it takes some time between the receive them and the shall have them. That time is called patience. Look at verse 25. And when you stand praying, what's the next word? Forgive. Forgive. If you have ought against any. And that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And one of the biggest things that I see that hinders singles is unforgiveness how many have ever been challenged to have to forgive somebody how how many have ever been in a bad relationship and it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out let me see your hand and how many wanted to kill that murder that person let me see Yeah, yeah yeah murder he wrote murder she wrote yeah but you got to see that the power of unforgiveness will override the power of your faith Until you let go of your ex-boyfriend, God can't give you a new boyfriend. And if you do get a new boyfriend, you're going to treat him like your ex-boyfriend. Because you haven't let go of your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. Amen. And here's the thing. Some singles, they have desires, but they don't have any works behind their desires. Remember, faith without works is what? Is dead, and some of you all's desires have been short-circuited by one or two things, by either non-works or, watch this, unforgiveness. Everybody say non-works or unforgiveness. Now, let me give you ten things real quick. I'm going to try to do this. Let me give you point number two, and then I'm going to give you ten things. Here's point number two. If you want it now, obey God now. Don't wait to obey God. Until you get married, obey him now. Listen. Do you know Adam came from the dirt? He came from the dirt, right? Okay, so where did the woman come from? She come from where? She came from the rib. So the man came from the dirt. The woman came from the rib, right? So it ain't right for two men to be together. That's dirty. Y'all are so slow. I just have to straighten out the whole, you know, because it's real, real prevalent now. Ladies with ladies and men with no, 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 no. The Bible is, 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 is Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve. Not Eve and Eva. Somebody say amen. 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 You got to obey now. Listen, you got to learn how to say No, right now. Because if you can't say no right now to the right person, you won't say no to the wrong person when you get married. And there are some of you all in this room, you have not learned the art of saying no. Let me show you how to say no. No. (laughs) Let's say, let's say, let me just give you some things. here. This is going to better your life right now. Here we go. You can better your life one day at a time by making good decisions starting right now. Everybody say a good decision. Amen. And then number two, you have to be mad enough about where your life is to make some drastic godly changes. You got to be upset with where you are. You know what? I am tired of being here. I'm tired of living from paycheck. Do something drastic. Amen. Listen, you got to be so serious about living a, a... sexual free life watch this here's, here's one you gotta practice safe sex at all times by making it known up front to everybody that you will not be having sex in any way until you're married that's safe sex safe sex is not a condom safe sex come on now safe sex is not you know birth control safe sex is no sex how I many is single, let me see, because y'all looking at me like, is he really saying that? <laughs> no, you practice, just tell them right up front, as soon as you meet them. Uh, you know, you go, you go out with them, because uh, here's one of the things, you should have a list of the qualifications of the person you want to marry anyway. Just, you know, and then watch this. If you meet them, don't even go out with them before you look at your qualification list. And if, if, if one of the job, if one of the qualifications is having a job and they don't got one, they, Scratch! They don't even get your number. Where you work? Oh, you oh, you know. Okay, all right. I'll be praying for you. The Lord is good, isn't he? Yeah. No, no. You just tell them up front. Hey, uh, you go out on your first date and look like you know she the right one, and you know you all in the flesh. And you ain't thinking about nothing in the spirit. You ain't thinking about nothing. You ain't ask her if she go to church or anything like that. All you're doing is looking on the outside. And the first thing she do is order a drink, you know, and you say, oh, okay, she drinks. All right. Well, I guess I'll take one too. Okay. And then uh, after both of y'all have y'all a little drink, which you probably shouldn't be drinking, You look at them and go, you know what, you you really look like you're the kind of young lady I like to to date long term. I don't know a whole lot about you, but I do want to tell you up front, I don't want it. She's going to be like, want what? I don't want it. What is it? Look down. I don't want it. I don't ever want it from you. Until we decide if we're going to get married. So if you try to give me something I don't want. I am going to break up with you at that moment. Man, if you're up front with that. See, some of y'all going, I would never say that. I would never say that. She too fine. I ain't going to say that. Are you crazy? Man, ain't had no date in five months. You talking about don't. I ain't scaring that boy off like that. Man, Pastor Crazy, he already married. I'm just trying to help you. I mean, guys, I mean, if we, if, I mean, listen, this is serious. Do you know the marriage ratio versus they, uh, uh, single ratio is now lower? Do you know there are more people that are single than there are married? There are more people who live in shack together without being married than there are married now. That says something about our society. And if you can get your body under control, you can get your mind under control. Amen. Amen. All right, let me hurry up. I know I'm past my time. All right, listen. Go to Philippians chapter 4 and we'll close right here. Philippians chapter 4. I just want to talk to you today. Here's the thing. I had to learn how to be content in my life the word content means to and and this is in Philippians chapter 4 look in verse 10 the word content means to be sufficient for oneself it means strong enough or possessing enough to have no need or no aid or support it means to be independent from external circumstances I had to learn in my life how to be content and some of you are right now you're not content you, don't go to, you can't go to sleep content, you can't wake up content, because you're just not ha- happy in your status. And I'm saying, watch this, Philippians 4, look at verse 10. I'm going to read out of the King James. He says, "...but I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me has flourished again." Now, this was Paul. What happened is, he was a missionary, so they was given to him as, uh, uh, materially and, and mon- monetarily. He says, You've, your, flourish, "...your giving of me has flourished again." wherein you also uh, been careful, but you lacked opportunity. Next verse, watch this. Not that I, res, that I speak in respect to one. He said, not that I want something. He said, but I've learned in whatever state that I am in to be what? Yeah. To be content. He said, listen, whether I'm full, keep going. Watch this. He says, I know how to be abased. I know how to be about. I know how to have a lot. I know how to have a little. He says, everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry. I can be single, I can be married. I can have a job and not have a job. I can have a good car and not have a good car. He says, but either way, next verse, he says, either way, I can do all things through Christ. So the secret to doing all things through Christ is to be content. And here's my question. Are you content right now in your life? Are you content? I'm talking about that deep contentment. Let, uh, let me throw a question out at you that that, that, that will show whether you are content or not. Are you content enough that if you never got married, you still be good? Are you content enough that if you never ever met a man of your dreams, are you okay with the man of your dreams? Because when you get there, Once you are content from the inside, then guess what? God can bless you on the outside. And I can tell you from experience, I got the woman of my dreams. There is nobody else I have met, have known, and probably will never meet that could match the woman I got. Ain't no woman like the one I got. And you know what? I believe I have the life that I have. How many, how many believe I have a good life? Let me see. Yeah, I have a good life. And I, mean, I don't just mean stuff. I have a good life. And you know why I have a good life? It's because I believe I live the good life to get a good life. With every head bowed, there are some people in here. You're not content. You're not satisfied. It's always something. It's always somebody. Something is always throwing you off track, and God is ready for you to just get content with him. Be okay with who he is in your life, and I know I'm talking to some people today. If you know you're not content, I want to pray for you, right, just right. here. every head bowed and every eye closed. If, you, if that's you, say, Pastor Evan, I'm not content. I know I'm not, but I want to be this morning. Just raise your hand right there to your seat oh my, my 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 hands all over the place keep your hands up keep your hands up hands up hands up father in the name of Jesus you said we can decree a thing and it shall be established unto us you said confess our faults one to another pray ye one for another that we may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much and father I pray in the name of Jesus for those whose hands are raised whose lives have not been content And Lord, I declare contentment into their lives, a satisfaction that they've never had before. Father, no props, nobody to lean on, but just you. And I pray that you will strengthen them like you've never strengthened them before and that today they will reach a level of satisfaction inside of their heart that they've never had before. And Father, that satisfaction will cause them to trust you even when they can't trace you and I thank you in advance for taking their lies to another level as they allow you to cause them to be content and I speak to the enemy who has tried to push some of you all off the ledge push some of you all out of God's presence to try to just push you away and say oh God don't love you no more that's the devil he's a and I cancel every assignment that's that he's tried to put on your life. I counsel little Simon in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you in advance for what you're going to do in their lives. And even those, Father, who've heard the word today, let them hear with ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to them. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, And you'd like to make him the Lord of your life. That means if you died today, are you 100% sure?